game viewer while the National Parks guy was processing his paperwork when he'd spied the lion. His first clue that something was amiss was the cars that had stopped at the far end of the bridge. The Paul Kruger gate was like rush hour at dawn every day, with staffers in a hurry to get to their jobs at Skuskuza, the park's main camp situated 12 kilometres inside the reserve, and tourists in private cars and safari vehicles, like his, coming in for the day or overnight stays. No one stopped at the far end of the bridge without good reason. As a guide and a private investigator, Brand knew that changes in the natural pattern of things often signalled that something interesting and potentially dangerous was about to happen. At first, Brand thought the movement in the lead car's headlights was the big male leopard whose territory encompassed the bridge and gate and the Sabi Park private nature reserve across the river from Kruger. Brand had seen the big-muscled Tom, who had the bulk of a lioness, a few times on the bridge and even on the main road outside the park when he'd been bringing guests in early. The leopard came and went from the protected reserve as he pleased and didn't give a damn about the rules or the people outside Kruger, some of whom would have gladly killed him to stop him eating their goats or dogs or whatnot. But this animal was bigger. There's a lion coming towards you, Brand said to the nearest couple of tourists who were standing nearby, poring over a map book on the bonnet of their rented Corolla. Leone, said the man, who sported an Andre Agassi bandana. See, si, Brand replied. Mobile phones were drawn faster than six-shooters as word rippled down through the parked cars in the queue. Some people were jumping back inside, slamming the doors on their BMWs and combis. Others were getting out. Camera flashes popped like far-off white phosphorus rockets, marking targets in the bush. Brand's mobile buzzed in his pocket. He quickly checked it. There was a message from a fellow guide, Bryce Duffy, a young South African guy of English descent, originally from Durban. I'm in the queue. Check the lion on the bridge. Brand looked up and found Bryce's Land Rover a few cars back in the slow-moving procession that was following the lion. Bryce must have spotted Hudson's vehicle parked near the office. Brand double-checked his own vehicle and saw Darlene, his lone client for the day, climb down out of the game viewer. For crying in a bucket, Brand said. He strode down the line of cars to where his game viewer was parked. The lion was calling as he padded along the tarmac towards Brand. The low, throaty rumble got to Brand every time. It was what kept him in Africa, what made this continent, and not the place where he was born, his home. Part of the attraction, too, was the edginess of this part of the world, and the fact that danger could, and did, rear its head with no notice. Like it had now. Darlene, please get back in the truck, Brand called as he picked up his stride. Amateur photographers were piling back into their cars as the King of Beasts sauntered past them, hardly deigning to dignify his laughably lesser subjects with a glance. He had other things on his mind. Food, most likely. Perhaps sex. No wonder I love lions, Brand thought. Darlene was holding her tiny digital camera out at arm's length. 
the inbuilt flash kept popping off, but the lion, who Brand could now recognise as Pretty Boy, a member of the Mapogo Coalition, was still too far from her for the flash to be of any use. Pretty Boy was maybe a hundred metres from Darlene, but he was closing fast with that effortless distance-covering fast walk that lions had. Darlene looked back at Brand. She was 35, newly divorced, bleached blonde and blue-eyed, with a California tan and a rack that Brand thought looked promisingly natural. Get in the truck, he ordered her. Darlene gave him a thumbs up and an expensive smile. She didn't get the urgency or realise how quickly Pretty Boy could cover the ground between him and her. Brand kept walking towards her, pointing to the truck and using the queue of cars as cover. He didn't want Pretty Boy taking a bead on him.